This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. We're broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And in the studio with us today, I have my partner from Digital Savvy, the Thorminator. Hello, hello. And we also have a special guest in the studio with us, Peter Brett, today. And he is from Lamhome South. He has an incredible story and uh, is actually working at a very storied farm. Hi, Peter. Hello. It's lovely to have you with us. Thank you. Uh, you've had an incredible and exciting uh, training career. Uh, you obviously worked with Michael Matz um, for many years, more than 15. Um, you were instrumental in the training of, of the famous and very well-known and loved Barbaro, uh, as well as other famous racehorses, Union Rags, uh, Round Pond, Visionaire, and many others. Started your career in England. Yes, It's a good place to start your career. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as a jockey, uh, at the age of 16, and just come on up. Uh, I've worked in Dubai and in England, now come to the United States, and now right here in the horse capital with us. Very exciting life. Tell us how it all kind of started for you. Um, racing, um, I had a, a cousin that was involved in racing, and um, he we left. We all have one of those. Yeah, he left, <laughs> he left home at 16 and went. Uh, I also had a, an uncle who worked in Newmarket, and he said, you know I what? I have one of those as well. You do, that's <laughs> right. Do. Uh, and he said, you know, come come for the school holidays and see how you like it. And I went, and basically I loved it. I thought Newmarket was the best place on earth. And as soon as I finished school, I went back, started my apprenticeship with a man called Tony Hyde, who was very old-fashioned and, 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 you know, taught the old-fashioned way. And um, I stayed there for about five years and then was offered a chance to go to Dubai, to, to ride in Dubai. Um, there was basically not too much there, you know? Right. Um, but I went for one winter and I, I actually really loved it. It was a brilliant place to live. It was, it was, um, it was just a small town basically, but the potential was huge. And, um, and I, I was 23 and I thought, well, two years of my life, what have I got to lose? So I thought, I'm going to go. I was told I was stupid, but I was like, I've got nothing to lose basically. I'm only 23. I went there and the year I went, it just took off. Uh, I became champion jockey the first year. And and then it just grew every year. It grew and it grew and it grew. And I had some fabulous times there. So. That's wonderful. Yeah, and, um, and then um, I rode for about 10, 10, 12 years and then my boss retired and I was very fortunate to take over the stable and train for five years as well. Wow. So I, I had a really good time there. You know, I trained stakes runners for the shakes and everything. So it was, it, it was really, really exciting Ooh. training for the shakes. <laughs> it was, it, it, it was the, the best thing about it was to watch it grow. It, it grew from basically nothing in that amount of time in 10 years, 15 years. It, it, it you know, they had the richest race in the world. It was just crazy. You know, there's probably no other way around the world that could do such a thing in such a, spot, a small space of time. And it was just, and to watch the city grow as well. And then when I left, it sort of, it just, it went it took huge. Off. I mean, it, it went absolutely huge, you know. Um, I left and Maidan wasn't even, nobody even heard of Maidan. Really? And then two years later, there was Maidan, you know, but that's the way Shay Mohammed works. And... Um, Yes, very it, quickly and, really, and very well. Yeah, and, and, and it, you know, it was it was just a fabulous time to be there. It was a, it was just to, to watch something grow is a, a very special thing. It is. That's amazing. Mm. Just to think of you seeing, it kind of makes me think about Ocala, like 
you know, 25, 30 years ago. And what we've seen happen here, especially in the horse world, you know, is amazing. So I can only imagine you, you know, you're going somewhere and it's really small. And now look what racing in Dubai is, is just huge. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an amazing thing. And, um, and there were good people there and um, we had a great lifestyle. And, um, you know, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life to, to go and do that, you know. It was when I left England, people, they knew who the Mac teams were, but they weren't too sure where Dubai was, you know. And now everybody in the world knows where Dubai is, you oh, know. Yeah, it's, it's the top it's of just, my bucket list. It's a great place to go, great to place go to visit. Oh. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it, it's just the, the people are fabulous. It's amazing. Mm. So then next step was to America? Yes, um, my son was born in Dubai. And um, for anybody that's ever been in Dubai or the Middle East, it's a place where you can't stay forever. You know, uh, at some point you've got to leave. And um, we were very fortunate to get green cards. So we thought at that time we were, um, it was a good time to leave. My son was six months old. Um, we came to the States and I very lucky met Michael Matz and um, he offered me a job and we sort of moved to Maryland and um, I was working for Michael for about three weeks and then Barbara walked into the barn, you know? Wow. So it was, um... So, it was, what, so first of all, so you're working for Michael Matz, that by itself was probably just for you. I mean, what, what a guy to learn from, right? He was, I mean, I what didn't really mentor. know him. I, 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 I didn't, I knew Michael Matz, everybody said he was a show jumper. Yeah, I was in racing, I didn't really know. But he was a, he's a, he was a fabulous horseman. Horseman, yeah. Um, amazing worker. I just, have goose so pulls right now. Diligent, you know. Um, <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> so, you know, so that was a, it was a very good base to start off in America, you know. And, and he, even though he was, you know, he, he'd done so much as a show jumper, um, going over to his training career, he wanted to go and he wanted to be bigger and he wanted to be better, you know, basically similar to what he was as a show jumper. And that was a, it was a really good, it was really good for me to come in from Dubai and, and be with someone like Michael because he wanted to improve and improve and improve, right. which is what I wanted to do also. So we made a very good team. Wow. So talk about the first time you saw Barbara. Um, well, actually, the first time I saw him, I rode him and he was a, he's a big boy. There's a two-year-old and, um, and he was a really nice two-year-old. He was, he was basically a frame of a two-year-old and um and i liked him which is normal you know you, you, you tend to like a lot of two-year-olds when you get on them but he he had a little something about him and um and i i just i liked him and um i rode him every single day and he went through a huge big growth spurt during the summer and we gave him a little bit of time off and then going into the fall he just started to improve and improve and improve and you know whatever we worked him he just he just worked good. And I mean, I, I always tell people that when he used to pull up from a breeze, he used to pull up and he'd just go, and he'd work in a minute flat, mm. you know? And, and, I, and I, whoever I was working with, I'd be like, this just feels like he was in second gear. That's how good he feels. And he, and he just improved and he proved. And, and, and he, when he, you know, he broke his maiden, and Michael at the time was like, will you ride him in the race? And I was like, no, I said, I haven't ridden for, 10 years, I'm not going to ride him in the race. Well, please just ride him in the race. I was like, no. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have been the only person to get beat on him. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, and, and then he just went from strength to strength, you know. He, um, and it was, it was very funny because his first three starts were on the turf, which is what he was bred for, basically. 
And then we came to Florida and Michael's like, you know, we're gonna have to run him on the dirt. And I was like, why? You know, why? I mean, it's um, from England. Why? <laughs> why? What, what's That's what it? we say. Why? <laughs> so you know, this is the type of horse that if you kept him on the turf, he would have. He, he would never have been beaten if he was right. He was that good, you know. So anyway, we're in America. He's got to go on the dirt, and the, his first start was the Holy Bull, and it was it was a downpour. It was sloppy, and um, Michael's like, "Well, what are we going to do?" I'm like, "Well, you're going to have to run him because if you're going to go the Derby and it rains in the Derby, what are you going to do I mean, then?" It he, often rains at the Derby. So anyway, he he ran and he won, and um, and then the next step was the Florida Derby. And incidentally, the horse you beat in the Florida Derby, my wife was galloping that horse at the time. <laughs> so, and she used to come home and say, this is a really good horse I'm sitting on. I don't care. It's a really good horse. I don't care. And anyway, um, he, he only beat him um, a neck or something. And I was a little disappointed, you know, because I thought he'd, he'd blow the field away. And, um, and when Edgar come back, I was like, that was a bit disappointed, Edgar. Anyway, I don't know why he did that. He says he was just like a baby almost, you know, when he put his head in front, normally he'd go by and, and he'd be 10 lengths clear. But this time this horse came back at him and it was almost like he was looking at him, sort of like, saying, what are you oh, doing there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, side by side. and he said, you know, after the way he said, I pushed him out and I give him a smack and, and away he went, you know, it was just, it was a, a green thing. I was, I was a little bit disappointed. So anyway, we took him, we, we left Florida a couple of days later and went to Kentucky. And he was, he was just like a different horse. He, he, he almost became a man overnight. Really? And, um, and, and to ride him within the space of two weeks, he, he was just like, just riding this huge beast of a horse. Really? And for three weeks leading up to the Kentucky Derby, he was just dragging me. He just dragged me around every day. Every time he saw a horse in front of it, he wanted to get by it. And he, and he was just oh. a complete, complete beast of a horse, you know, just a, a, it was a machine. It was as close to a machine as you could ever get. Mm. You know, you can never forget those moments. No, you ne never. No, I mean, you can even sometimes. You know, you, you, you're, you know, you. Every day, I remember him. Every single day, I've just what he feels like. You know, it's mm -hmm. just it's one of those things that's ingrained, and I was just so happy to be a part of it. Amazing. Mm. What, a, what if that's like riding Secretariat or, mm -hmm. you know, one mm. of the greats. I mean, it's like, well, they're, they're, we love them all. The great racehorses are incredible. I'm, I'm a huge fan of all the horse sports. It's my favorite. I love all horse sports, but racing is the one that really does it for me. So when you talk, I'm sitting here going, <gasps> yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine, yeah, you know? I mean it, it's good on a, on a basic day, but when you cross paths with someone like him, that was yes. like, could have been anything, absolutely anything. And, um, yeah, he was, he was very special to be around, you know. He wasn't a very cuddly horse, so you wouldn't no. have liked him now. <laughs> now, you know, he was one of those horses, do what you need to do, go away. Mm -hmm. You know, of all, you know? The, of all the really top thoroughbreds that I've met in, in the last five years since we started doing the radio show, the only really, really good one that was cuddly that I've met that was really, really good, like top-notch, a classic winner, American Pharaoh, and still, mm -hmm. even now in the breeding shed, he's what's this well, he's 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 very he's unusual. unusual. Absolutely, yes. he, he's certainly unusual, um, especially after they've been breeding. You know, yes. um, yeah. But they get a lot more aggressive. Yes, and, they do. And want to kind of you know, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 bite and stuff like right. that. Yeah, and even Union Rags. Union Rags was um, another one that you worked with. Yeah, he was a he, he was a very clever horse. Um, he was totally different from Barbara. He was a. He was a very good two-year-old, you know, when you sat on him as a two-year-old, you were like, wow. And um, yeah, and he, he had a much better two-year-old career than Barbara. Um, he, 
he had a lot more speed than Barbaro as a two-year-old, you know. Um, and he was, you know, he won at Saratoga. He won his first time out at um, at Delaware. And then he won at Belmont. And then he finished second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which he, he probably should have won. But that was that was him just being a little green and whatever, you know. So, But he was, he was a really nice horse to be around. A really good horse to be around, yeah. It's got to be something really incredible to have had a career being around these type of horses that have just achieved so much and yeah and even with Barbaro's um, last race and the sadness that followed that you still have to look back at those days and say wow yeah I mean you know we, we were we were very fortunate when it's during the Preakness when that happened uh, people were very very good you know very kind it, it could have gone totally the other way but, but but the majority of people anybody I came around they were really really good about it you know and at the time when you know people don't some people don't like racing and stuff like that you know his injury sort of it brought an awful lot of people together and i think it's one of the big things it it brought was actually the people that are around the horses day in day out they actually do like horses you know i think people that just watch tv on a weekend that they, they they don't they think we're in it for the money yeah, and, and it's not though. no it's yeah. not and, and i think um with barbaro i think that that brought a whole new level of what we do for the horses and you know not so much as what they do for us but you know we put our lives and soul it's it's not a job it's it's a it's a way of life the labor of life yeah and i think and i think that came through with michael and the jacksons and i think and the press they were all excellent and i think what could have been a really horrible horrible story they they made it really uplifting and and it and it brought an awful lot more people into racing as well i think so you too know. and you know that that goes back to kind of what we do with the radio show, which is, you know, we go to the racetracks, to the to the big races and, and, you know, get involved with all of that. But we go behind the scenes, we go back to the barns and we find like the little people and the grooms and the exercise riders and, and you know, people like Uriah St. Louis with, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, Discreet Lover. And we go and find the, the backstory and we go into the barns where they're feeding carrots, where when you go and visit a horse in the barns, the first thing they do is give you a carrot to give a horse. Some of the top trainers in some of the other disciplines in the whole world wouldn't even consider a horse having mm -hmm. a carrot. Yeah. But a lot of times showing people that lets them see the other side of the race world, which is behind the scenes, on the backside of these tracks, are normal people living and working every day. And I've been in Bob Baffert's barn and seen Eduardo Luna scratching horses, loving on them, and them nuzzling him, you know. And I fed a whole bag of baby carrots to American Pharaoh. And they gave them to me in the barn to mm -hmm. give him, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. In fact, I carried the regular ones in and they said, no, no, no. we got to get yeah. some baby peeled. Nice baby yeah. Ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so people don't realize what the other side of racing is and that there are so many people in this industry who love, love mm. horses and who care about everything that happens to them and, and keep loving them even when they don't win. Absolutely, know? yeah. I mean, like you say, they, it's, a, it's a lifestyle for them. It's, you know, win, lose or draw, they've got to go home and feed them and look after them and... And it's a labor of love, like you say. It is. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. So with all this incredible experience you've had with amazing horses like Barbaro and Union Rags, working for Michael Matt, all of that, put all of that together into an incredible career and then bring it all here to Ocala, to the horse capital, to Lamb Home South, uh, wonderful farm. With Actually, I'd love to just talk Lamb Home stories like all day because they've got some great ones. But how are you going to take all of that Kind of excitement and experience and everything and put that into an already incredible team there at lamb home kind of taking I, i'm assuming that junior is 
He's still there, absolutely. Still there, yeah, yes. June is there, yeah. Um, um, and how are you going to put all of that into what you're going to do here? Well, uh, you know, we're going to try and, you know, bring new clients in. Um, as you say, it, uh, Lamb Homes are beautiful. The racetrack's probably one of the best racetracks or training tracks in Ocala. Um, you know, we're just going to try and bring new clients in and, and, and restart it again and, and build it up as best we can. And hopefully, you know, with that, we'll, we'll get you know, really nice horses and, and you know, we'll, we'll try and get it back to its heyday. It would be lovely to have that happen. We'd actually like to come out and take a tour, so we're just going to invite ourselves. Sure. Yes. Yeah, we're there every day. Come and have a look around. Yeah, we're yeah. there every day, absolutely. I've actually never been there. When I was working at Tax Shack for seven years, I used to see them all the time. They would always come in and, you know, pick some. But I've never been to Lampo, mm. I'd love to see yeah, it. Yeah, no, so. no, no. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, we've we've got about forty horses in at the moment, and you know we're always looking for new clients. And um, you know, run wasn't built in a day, so no. you know we, we'll we'll just take it um, step by step. So exciting! Well, it's lovely to have you here, Peter. Really an honour to have you come in the Thank studio you. here with us today and uh, share some of these great stories and and what a career you've had. And just when you were talking about about riding Barbara and Union Rags, I'm. I'm in spirit, you know, I'm right, I'm right up there with you, you know, because I think that's just such an exciting, incredible experience to have. And obviously it stays with you. Every Absolutely. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wish you all the best. Thank you very home. much. And, uh, your connection at the Breeders' Cup this past weekend, uh, Lamb Home, of that's course. That's right. Yes. yes. And, uh, and just, it's just incredible to see uh, 19 Florida breds and about another 30 connections here in Marion County that trained here and started there, maybe had their first saddle. You know, we were on the farm tour with Kimmy Carp yesterday and we went past Claudia's farm across from Kimberden and she said, oh, there you go, there's the track that a firm trained on, you know, and, and uh, Melvin James had just stopped by the other day to chat to them because that whole area was all Harborview. And I said, isn't it amazing when you think about all the horses that have trained in all these farms around here that have gone on either to win derbies or Preakness or Triple Crown or mm. Breeders' Cup. Oh, or absolutely. I mean, Junior, Junior could fill a whole program with the ones that the he's had. Um, yeah, he's, uh, it's just unbelievable. It you is, know, isn't it? he's just like a wealth of knowledge. Junior is. So you know, I'm very lucky that he's there at the farm, and I can bounce things off him. So you it's know, incredible. a lot of it's all new to me. So he's been there, seen it, and done it. So I'm very fortunate. You are. Well, I think it's going to be an incredible time for you, and I think the combination of you and Lambholm, you can't beat it. You can't no. do any better than that. Thank so. you very much. It's lovely to have you with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Peter you very Brett much. Rode and helped train Barbaro and Union Rags, and now here in Lamhome South, South here in Ocala. Real honour to have uh, a chap like him with us. So we're real excited to see what the future brings, and we'll definitely try and get you some video of our tour of Lamhome and uh, and share that with you on the Horse Talk Show. If you're listening on the radio, you can uh, go to Facebook and like us on the Horse Talk Show, and you can follow all of our adventures as well as all of our interviews from last week when we were in Louisville. And I just want to do a shout out and thank you to Larson Speed and Hay this morning and uh, as our live stream sponsor of this broadcast. Hi guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast.